Is that what this is about, Mom? No, all right? Yeah, it sure doesn't help reminding me what a great lady she was. When you've been married for 35 years and you never thought there'd be anybody else, then one day you hear yourself say, I love you to another woman. Well, maybe then you'll understand what I'm going through. It's probably natural to feel that way. My God, I understand exactly what you're going no, through. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't understand at all. Dan, there was a time back when my first marriage was breaking up. I was talking to Mom. I said, all right, Mom, give me one good reason for me to ever let myself fall in love again. She said, because I said so, and I'm your mother. Yes, very cute and very sad, too, very poignant. That's from Frasier. And how do you go on and find romance again after you've lost the love of your life or after you've been married many years to one person and maybe maybe they didn't die, maybe you divorced and it's just hard to think of waking up uh, next to somebody else and trusting them and thinking that things can work out in the future. How do you beat back those ideas in your head that are telling you that romance is impossible? You don't ever want to buy into the idea that romance is not possible for you. It is your life. And if you are looking for romance, uh, you can pick up the phone and give me a call. My number is toll free, one eight seven seven doctor Kenner. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, a clinical psychologist and here to take your calls and questions. And even though it's not therapy, uh, maybe I can give you some tips that can put you on a better path in life. And right now I want to welcome Isaac to the phone. Isaac, you have a question about going blank in conversations? Um, yes, um, there's this, okay, well, yes, exactly what you said, um, it happens, like, um, every time when I try to talk to someone, you know, just, you know, normal daily, you know, conversation talk, um, I sometimes run out of things to say, and then there goes, then there goes that awkward silence, and I just, uh, it just gets weird from there. Okay, well, do you know what one of the things you can say is? Um, well, like on my way from school today, I was talking to one of my um, students from a class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just small talk, you know, uh, hey, how was school, how, um, how was class, where, you know, oh, yeah, the teacher gave us this assignment, and, and uh, you know, then after that, it just, you know, I, I don't know what to say, or I don't know what to talk about. Okay, so th there's something about the way you're thinking about having a conversation that is tripping you up, getting in the way. And if you, if you are telling yourself, I have to have a conversation, I have to have things to say, I have to keep the conversation rocking and rolling, what word do I keep repeating or what words? It's have to. Can you hear that have to? Yeah. That you are pressuring yourself. Just like if a parent said to me, Ellen, you have to say the right things on radio. Ellen, you can't make any mistakes. Ellen, you have to keep the conversation going. How enjoyable would that conversation be for me? Yes, you're right. It wouldn't be enjoyable at all. Whereas no. if you have a different approach that's much kinder to yourself, much gentler to yourself, it's going to be easier. You don't, first of all, many of us draw blanks or we're having a conversation that's not very interesting with someone. We're talking about the weather or we're talking about just school in general. And 
it's hard for anyone to keep that type of a conversation going. And usually the people who can keep that type of a conversation going are bores. You know, they can they can talk about their toenails and may th- think that you're interested. <laughs> so um, tell me, who are the most important people in your life? I- Isaac? Um, yes. Who are the... Is, who are the most important people that you would like to be able to talk to? Is it your classmates? Is it a girlfriend? Well, is it... Go ahead. My girlfriend would be one to start off with. Okay. So if, when if you're talking about um, how to talk with her, what typically goes on? Where do you get stumped or stuck um, with her? Just, I guess I get dumped on what really what to say with her yeah okay let me give you a different approach if you're thinking oh i want to find out more about her mm-hmm. that's the problem i don't know how to open up or i mean how that- to them, make them open up to me. Well, so, oh, that's a very good question. I'm going to recommend a book when we get near the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, th- if you want what are called icebreakers. Ah. So an icebreaker would be like an interest? An maybe? icebreaker would be something that you say to get a conversation rocking and rolling. For example... I can be in my office, and there are other people in the suite on the floor that I'm on, and we pass each other. We don't necessarily have conversations with each other. It's just a passing high. Mm-hmm. What if I went by their office and said, man, you should see the clouds uh, coming. I have big windows. You should see the clouds rolling in. Guess what? We're going to have a conversation because they get out of their chairs and come in my office, yeah. and they start... Well, 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 I don't see what's so funny about that. Oh, it's not funny. It's just a way to start a conversation. If you read something interesting on in the paper or something on the news that's funny, uh, you know, what is it, Burger King is going to have ba- yeah. bacon ice cream. I know it sounds silly, yes, but the thing is also, um, and even when I do conversate, um, sometimes my um I, I feel slow, like like it takes me a bit to process what they're saying and then come up with a response. Would it could it be like um, something that's wrong with me or like a disorder? I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't go labeling yourself with a disorder because if you have a disorder, many other people have that. I would think of it more as you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself rather than making it enjoyable. Uh, When I say fun, I don't mean silly. I mean enjoyable for yourself. If I say, I want to learn more about Isaac. Isaac, let me have a conversation with you. Why don't we try that? Mm -hmm. Tell me, what sports do you, do you enjoy any sports? Uh, Yes, I I like doing karate. Karate? Oh, my husband used to do karate. Are you, what level are you at? Uh, I, what, where was I practicing karate at? Oh, no. I, well, I can tell you that I made, I was a white belt. You know what that is. Um, a wh- is that, can, you, can you ask that again? Oh, I was a white belt. Oh, white belt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meaning I was at the lowest level. Mm, um, I what I Do you have, are you at a certain level in karate? Yes, I'm a brown belt. You're a brown belt? Mm-hmm. Man, so you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. 
So something about it is enjoyable for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, tell me about it. What What do you enjoy most? Well, I like the first of all, I like the exercise. It really works me out. I mean, you get stronger and um, you know you you lose weight, so that's the best part. Right. So um, you stay fit. Yes. And another thing is that. Another thing is that um, also it's a way to self for self defense. Right. So uh, you know, really good way. So you feel more yourself. protective of yourself. Mm-hmm. You can defend yourself and your girlfriend. Yes, definitely. That's the that's the number one. Right. So okay, I'm going to stop the conversation here. Could you hear the smile in your voice that you were enjoying talking about karate? Yeah. If you ask your girlfriend what hobbies does she like, or what happened, you know what. Uh, what what happened in her English course is something today, or you tell a story from your English course, you can get that conversation rolling easier, and you can have what you had with me, which is a very even easy flow to the conversation. And you have been able to talk with me very clearly. It's been enjoyable to talk with you, Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so, but before you go, yeah, um, I. I just wanted to tell you, but it, does it feel normal to feel slow at times? Like, uh, when I, you're, if you're anxious, yes. If you're asking yourself, what if I screw up? That'll slow down your mind. That'll paralyze your mind. Oh. So if I'm saying to myself, oh my God, I have to say the right thing to Isaac. Make sure you give him good advice. What if I screw up? I am going to feel anxious and that my mind's on my anxiety, not on enjoying my conversation with you. I want to switch the channel and enjoy my conversation. So let me give you the book. The book is called, I mean, it sounds odd, it's the Loneliness Workbook, but there are a lot of skills in it on meeting people and starting conversation and what are turn-offs and what are turn-ons in relationships. And it's by Mary Ellen Copeland. You can go to my website, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R dot com. That's drkenner.com. Listen, I wish you a lot of joyous conversations. Enjoy them. Have fun with them. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. I